following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they'll be stronger together. They can help your business from retirement planning, payroll, audits, tax help, and more. Go to BeanGarter.com to find out about the merger and also how Bean Garter is stronger together with Dorn Mayhew. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. the huge show for those of you just joining us getting in your cars driving home streaming along on the app since you might not have an am radio in your car anymore as we just talked about this is jeff risen sitting in for the huge one today uh been here yesterday and today heading to lions camp tomorrow so i won't be back tomorrow i don't know i don't know bill will be will bill be bill will be back tomorrow good good hope you're enjoying yourself hope uh Hope uh, Mr. Huge is uh, doing well out there. Been talking some football, uh, a lot of football, uh, and uh, just uh, so before we we left in the last segment, we talked about uh, Joe Burrow going down today, uh, and uh, it looked. I, I just watched the play uh, that he went down, and there's there's video of it. It doesn't look good at all. But uh, apparently, the initial prognosis, much like C.J. Gardner Johnson with the Lions, when you hear carted off. Your, your head races to some dark places, but apparently it's going to be okay. Uh, but don't expect to see Joe Burrow again before the Bengals kick off their regular season on September 10th. Lions kick off on September 7th. Easy for me to remember that because it's my wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary early, honey. You won't see me that day. <laughs> I might be in Kansas City. It's <laughs> the way it works. The life of a sports writer. But that's, that's the fun part of, of life. So I wanted to spend this time. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little self indulgent here and talk about my experience and and the the impetus for this is why I haven't been at, at Lions training camp, uh, which started in earnest on Sunday. I spent the last weekend with my son, uh, who's going to be a senior in high school this year, in his final AAU basketball tournament, and it was an emotional experience for for both of us. Um, my wife, his mom came down, watched as well. His little sister came down for one of the days as well. We were in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, and watched a very significant portion of our collective lives come to a close. And it's 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 a tough, it, it was emotional. Uh, he played great, very proud of him. Uh, his last ever shot in a game, he hit a three uh, down, down four with 15 seconds left to go. My son, who's a big man, he's six foot nine, uh, hit a three to bring it to within one. Unfortunately, it didn't didn't pan out. They lost the game, lost lost their last game as often happens. And uh, uh, but it was it was it got me thinking. Uh, and so then we drove from there, uh, from Fort Wayne, Indiana, to a college visit and recruiting camp. Uh, and I'm happy to say that my son did pull an offer from the camp, which we're very excited about. Uh, very good offer. We're, we're pretty stoked on that one, but uh, no, no commitment at all yet. But we're we're looking. But it's, it's fun. But the drive there got me thinking a lot about how much 
investment we have put in time and emotion and blood, sweat, and tears, um, literally all three, into being a, a travel sports parent. Um, our particular sport is basketball with my son. My daughter plays both basketball and volleyball at, at the travel level, um, and it's 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 what we do. It's it is our lives. Uh, my wife and I have not had a like just vacation for ourselves in years. Uh, my son started playing travel ball in seventh grade uh, in Fort Wayne. He actually ended where he where he started. Um, that, that was that was kind of cool. But we learned a lot of things over the years, and I wanted to try to impart a little bit of wisdom or whatever, whatever you want to call it, uh, experiences that we had that, that might be able to help you if you're someone that's going to be jumping into that world or just getting into that world. Or maybe you're somebody that went through it already and you're fresh out of college now or you're, you know, remembering your time traveling around the, around the Midwest uh, playing soccer or softball or uh, golf, tennis, what, whatever sport, and you can you can get the levels in sports and anything. But uh, a couple of the key things that I've learned over the years, um, and it's like my my son is blessed to be a, a very good basketball player. He played at different levels of basketball. He played on a Nike EYBL team. Uh, where he went down to Georgia and competed. Um, LeBron James was actually courtside at the game before his uh, with Bronny James uh, playing in the game before him. By the way, Bronny's all, all right. Um, if you heard about him having his cardiac issue, he's fine. He's out of the hospital. Um, but uh, one of the things that we learned um, from, from being at that level and then also playing at a lower level, um, lower travel team level, and then sort of the mid-level, which is the, the team that he was just on, Every player on that team will play D2 or high D3 basketball. Um, and there are a couple of guys on there, my son being one of them, who will get some D1 looks. Uh, but in general, that's, that's, that's that level. That's the level below the shoe contracts. One of the things that we found is that the parents' involvement, it, it's inversely proportional to the, the, the parent experience is inversely proportional to the skill level. At the top level, the EYBL, EYBL level. In volleyball, it's the national uh, travel level, um, and I'm blessed that my daughter is at that. The parents are generally pretty good. We're pretty supportive. There's not a lot of yelling at other, other players. We all know why we're there. We're there to support our kid. And a lot of times, sports parents get a really bad rap, and I will say that that happens at the lower levels, uh, kind of the, the level where your kid in, in basketball it's somebody who's going to be playing in high school, but not probably playing in college. And at that level, that's where the parents are the most hostile. I found that when we're watching those games, that's where the officials take the most grief. It's the that so mind yourself on that. And one of the and this was told to me by one of his AAU coaches back in the day. Shout out to Shondale Walton, um, great guy, great basketball coach. Thank you, Shondale, for everything you did for my son. Uh, he said. Cheer for your own kid. Don't cheer against other kids. And that's something that I I want and cannot stress enough. It makes it so much easier when you're sitting in the stands. If you're rooting for your kid and advocating for your kid, and you can do that without denigrating, without yelling at, without being hostile or negative towards other players, especially the ones on your own team, don't be that guy. 
And that's something that my son took note of. And it was one of the things that, I, you know, I, when, I, when we talked about it in the car ride, he's like, yeah, the, the, the parents who, who rooted against us, that was really bad. He didn't like that. So try and, and remember to focus on your own kid and not other kids because you don't know where you don't know those kids backgrounds you don't know those kids hopes and dreams you don't know the pressures that are on them you don't understand the team dynamics that come with being on other teams there's just so much in it if you just stay positive about your own kid or just let the, let the and this is one of the other things that that my son stressed and i cannot stress this enough and this is applicable to every sport let your coaches coach your kid if you don't trust the men or women who are leading your son or daughter into competition on their team, you're on the wrong team. It's not for you. If you don't have that switch, get out uh, because that's that's not helping anybody. And one, one of the one of the one of the weird lessons that we learned was that there's not a lot of loyalty in the world of travel sports, especially at the higher levels. You, you bounce around a lot, but. Finding a coach that does what you want them to do, whether it's skill development, whether it's confidence building, like travel sports are great, even for kids that aren't going to play in in college, even ones that are like low level high school players that just want to get out and socialize. It's great for that. I cannot encourage you enough to get your kid on a team or get your kid. if, If he's like a tennis player, just get him in where he can go and hit with other kids. Uh, it's fun. It builds confidence. And there are a lot of coaches that are really good about doing that. There are some that aren't. If your child isn't responding to the coach that that is given to them, try out somewhere else. Move along. Don't make your kid miserable. Don't make your kid hate the sport. Uh, Because we have seen that. Um, I'm blessed that it didn't happen with my kids. But there was a teammate of my son's uh, on his eighth grade, his eighth grade basketball team. And there are a few of you in Grand Rapids. <laughs> there, there was 10 kids on the team. Uh, eight of you who are listening know exactly who I'm talking about. He was miserable. And he was a, a, an energy vampire because he was so, he and the coach just didn't get along. But more to the point, his father and the coach didn't get along. And it was not hidden. And it was awkward. Get out of that situation, man. It's just not. It's not worth that. That was one of the other things that we learned um, traveling around all over the place. Uh, obviously, from a logistical standpoint, find a hotel chain. Um, mine happens to be Holiday Inn because my first job out of college, I managed a front desk at a Holiday Inn, and I got Boku points back then, and I'm still burning them. Uh, when I when I uh, before I got into uh, the the sports reporting business, I was also a, a road warrior. I I traveled a lot for work, uh, and I have uh, a lot of Holiday Inn IHG points. You can do it with any of them, but you're you're going to be traveling. Like you're gonna be spending a lot of time in hotels. Make sure you're trying to go to the same chain all the time or same group, whether it's the Hilton Group, Marriott Group, whatever. Um, that that's because <laughs> I will tell you. Oh, geez. How many times have I been to Louisville? Way too many. Indianapolis. Anybody who's been in, in any sport has probably been to West Park, Indiana. Grand Park down there in Indianapolis, the north side. You're going to be traveling a lot. Understand that it's it's part of your commitment of being a, a travel sports parent. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of you who have gone through this and are coming up the other side are laughing like, yeah, man, I remember being I remember being in Grand Park. I remember being in downtown Indianapolis. I remember going to Columbus a lot. 
remember being at Spooky Nook down in Cincinnati, which is a fantastic basketball venue that uh, that just opened. Like, there's there's so much. It's so much fun. Um, if your kid is interested at all in sports, in making friends, in developing confidence in themselves, I cannot stress youth sports enough. Travel sports are fantastic for it, but you do have to find the right fit. My son, uh, again, was blessed to have fantastic coaches. There was one situation where his team was unstable. It's probably the the diplomatic way to say it. Uh, And he left it and found a group of guys uh, that were fantastic. And it wound up being a, a wonderful experience for him. Don't be afraid to move if it's not working out. Is is then that that's it's hard because you want to also instill loyalty, and that's 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 a big family value for us is being loyal to people who have given you a chance. And when we were forced to go against that, it was a very difficult time. Uh, it wound up working out, and we're we're grateful for that. But uh, it you can't stay in the bad situation. You don't you don't stay you don't stay in a bad marriage. You don't stay in a bad job. Don't stay in a bad AAU situation. Don't stay in a bad travel sports situation. One of the other things that comes up, um, aside from the, the parenting, is officiating. And this is something that I find near and dear because, uh, as and my, my kids know this, when my daughter graduates high school, she's class of 2027, I'm going to become a full-time sports official at the high school or middle school level. It's something that I have wanted to do for a while, but I'm not going to miss my kids' experiences in, in their sports, so I'm, I'm putting it off until then, but that will be my my side gig. Uh, and you can you can actually make a lot of money doing it. Uh, talked, we talked with an official this weekend who last year officiating volleyball, basketball, and a little bit of track and field made $57,000. Now, he had a whole boatload of 1099s and W9s and all that. It it, it gets taxed hard. You can make a living doing that. And remember, these are people doing a job. They are not out to get your son or daughter. Although there's one dude. There's always one. There's always one. And my daughter knows who it is. She's, I'm I'm sure, Lizzie Lee, you know what I'm talking about, right, Liz? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Be good to the refs. They're they're doing their job. They're doing their best. They're doing, quite frankly, there there's not enough of them, and there's not, that's one of the reasons why I'm going to get into it. It's uh, put yourself in their shoes for a second uh, before you scream at them. Now, I I I will raise my hand. I am a yeller at times. When the logistics of the game, when the when the fundamental procedures of the game get screwed up, i.e. You're not counting a two-pointer as a three-pointer, and you're counting it as a two-pointer. Um, if you're not allow, if you're allowing a kid to travel off of a static inbound play, I hate that. Oh, I hate that. I hate that so much. I'm shaking it. Brett, Brett, producer Brett will verify. I am shaking in anger at that. That really, really bothers me. But you got to kind of let that go sometimes. But like decisions, judgment calls, it's their judgment. Their judgments might be different than yours. You gotta, you gotta accept that and move on. And uh, it, it's hard. It, it's, it's good for your own personal growth too, as a parent. Oh, it's just sad that it's coming to an end. But I, I, it, it's nothing but positive memories. We've had so many good trips, 
Uh, and it, it's, it's something that I would strongly encourage all of you to do. If your children show any inclination towards any sport, or get them, get them involved in it. Let them do it. Let them fail. That's the other thing, and that's something that my son also stressed to me on, on our drive out of Fort Wayne and our drive back home to Grand Rapids the other night, was that he's not the best, and that's okay. He wasn't the best player on some of the teams that he was on, um, certainly not the EYBL team that he was on. It was okay for him to learn and to be around players that were better than him, and that made him better, um, getting torn around in practice like he, he played on a team uh, we'll, we'll go a little uh, travel basketball here he played on a team with the number one recruit in the state of michigan Darrell fat fat brooks uh that was a point guard out of uh, grand rapids central catholic um catholic central sorry central catholics where i came from <laughs> in my home merritt aldering from from zealand west good friend of of my son's um is the number three recruit right now uh in one of the the polls they were on the team together uh they had a kid on the team trey mckenney played up Orchard Lake St. Mary's, number one player in the state of, of Michigan in the class of 25. My son didn't fit with them. That's not, that's not the world that he, he inhabited. He held his own, but he wasn't a difference maker at that. But he learned from that. And sometimes sometimes it's going to happen where you realize, okay, my, my kid's not, he's not, going to, he's not going to Michigan. He's not going to Notre Dame. He's not going to, to Northwestern to play sports. And that's okay. There are great opportunities out there. And when he went back down to the level that he was more acclimated at, like playing with primarily D2 players, there are some players that he played with and against who are going to be playing at Mac schools, at Horizon schools, at Missouri Valley schools, but not, not people that are going to be watching regularly on TV. That was his level. He found it, and he was happy there. Let your kid find their level. Even if it's a low level, you know, you're getting skunked by teams. It's okay. They're playing. They're out there, they're, they're learning life lessons. They're being coached. They're learning how to interact with other people. They're learning how to deal with adversity, how to handle failure. That's critical. And we, we, we live in a, in a country where there's you know, too, much, too much coddling, too much you know, you know, trying to, to protect feelings. Life's hard, man. The, the, the easier that you can adapt when life is hard, that's a great life skill to have, and travel sports do that. So there, there's a ton of – I could go on and on and on about this, and I won't, I won't, I won't keep boring you with it, but it, it's, it was something that was very emotionally significant to me, and I know that it's that way for a lot of other people. Um, uh, Shout-out to Mark Strzok over in Chesseting. His son Mason played on my, on my son's team. Uh, we had a great talk this weekend about our, our daddom and being uh, <laughs> being sports as and, and that chapter coming to an end. It's a very difficult time, and uh, I just want to say, if if you're one of those parents that's struggling with that or have questions about it, hit me up on Twitter, at Jeff Risen. That's R-I-S-D-O-N. Uh, you can hit me up on Threads. Uh, I am actually am active on Threads um, because I don't really know what's going on with Twitter or X or whatever they want to call it these days. <laughs> but uh, uh, I am Jeff Riz, uh 19 at uh, on Threads. Uh, but if, if you need advice on it, like be open about it. Uh, it, it's it's a great time for your kids. They will cherish it forever. I don't know any kid that's coming out of it that said, man, I wish I wouldn't have played sports like that. So uh, my life as a sports dad um, with one of my kids is over, uh, and I'm very sad about that. But I uh, still have my daughter. Um, in fact, we're 
<laughs> She's going to play some high school volleyball tonight. Got beach volleyball this weekend. It, it doesn't stop. But for, uh, one other thing with it, just to, to wrap it up, you know, my son is done with. I, I really enjoyed traveling with him and experiencing with him all that we did. We got to travel to some great places. Uh, we've been to Philadelphia. We've been to the Jersey Shore. We've been. Houston, uh, Chicago, so many places. That's those are memories that we're always going to have, and they're fond memories. And we're going to remember a lot of the things that weren't sports related on those trips. So if your kid has any interest at all, you're going to make life memories. It's going to be a bonding experience. It's something that's very positive for you. It might not always turn out the way you want it, but that's okay. We'll be back on the huge show. We're going to switch. We'll, we'll, we'll put the Detroit Lions hat back on for a little bit. Uh, going on up at the again this is jeff risden filling in for the huge show today when we come back more lions from detroit to petoskey this show is huge in the den with dan dickerson Step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sportsbook app that you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today at Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. When Shohei Otani was 18, he announced his intention to become the first Japanese player to go directly from high school to professional baseball in the U.S. And it was that declaration that set the wheels in motion that had made him the only true two-way player in Major League history. Because of his announced intentions, every Japanese team stayed away from him in their draft except one, the Nippon Ham Fighters. They convinced Otani the only way for him to be a two-way player in the U.S. was first to show he could do it in Japan. Otani agreed and after five years of becoming a great hitter and pitcher in Japan, he created the leverage to get a guarantee from an American team that he would only sign as a two-way player. He got that chance with the Angels. He's now the best player in the game and it's unlikely we'll ever see anything like it again. Huge here for Matt Golden and his team at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. They just got exciting news. Tullymore once again has been ranked as one of America's top 100 greatest public golf courses by Golf Digest. Number 73 in America. And you can experience Tullymore if you've never played before. You need to get up there. There's a Tullymore Golf Course, St. Ives, 36 holes, great stay and play accommodations. Or if if you just want to book a tea time, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. You can book a tea time for this summer, stay and play package throughout the end of the year, or even look ahead to 2024. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. And congrats to everybody at Tullymore for being named one of America's top 100 greatest public golf courses by Golf Digest. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. 
Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together to experience a unique trip across the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. Mini on the Mac also raises vital funds for biomedical research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Not only will you have a great time, but you'll also be supporting a great cause. Register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Register today. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Feeling good on The Huge Show across Michigan. Got a couple segments left here. This is Jeff Risen sitting in for the huge one. We'll be back tomorrow on Friday. Thanks to all of you for spending your afternoon with me. Or if you're listening to this later because the Tigers were on, probably losing, on your local radio affiliate, then uh, you're listening to this on the app or on the podcast, which producer Brett Hayes will get up spiffily right after the show. He does a fantastic job of doing that. Um, Thanks for that. I am headed over, as soon as we're done here, I'm actually driving over to Detroit tonight to uh, set up my base camp, and I will be at Lions Training Camp for the rest of the summer, basically. <laughs> we got practices starting at 8, 8.30 again tomorrow morning. There will be press conferences beforehand. I will take my seat in the slouching seat. Uh, yes, I did inherit that seat in the press room. Even though we don't have assigned seating, that's where I sit. Uh, Michael, Mike Rossi now covers the Falcons. Uh, he was he was the sloucher that after she yelled at. So uh, fun fun times. Um, I do not slouch, by the way. And in fact, I I just got erected my posture here as as good as I can in this chair, which is weirdly comfortable. I I, I kind of want one of these chairs. Can I, can, I, can where can I buy one of these chairs? They're they're very nice. Just take it, Jeff. Okay, I might do that. I might take you up on that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Lions. So we, we had Eric Schlitt on earlier in the show from Pride of Detroit. Fantastic information. Um, and a couple of comments came in on, on my personal Twitter, at Jeff Risden, uh, where I are also on the Lions Wire, uh, where I'm the managing editor uh, for USA Today. Also the Draft Wire. We're not talking draft, though. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I cannot get into the NFL draft at this point this year. Uh, most years I'm doing a lot more pre-scouting. Uh, I have done some. Uh, I actually did a pre-scouting report on J.J. McCarthy as a potential weapon, so you Michigan fans might want to check that out. Uh, that's at DraftWire. It's called Room to Improve. I do a series. I've done done a few of them. Uh, I've done most of the top quarterbacks, done a handful of other players, uh, including Brock Bowers, uh, the Georgia tight end. And I will tell you, uh, if you're calling him a tight end, he's, he's kind of like if – you, if you felt that Kyle Pitts wasn't a tight end, Brock Bowers is, is going to carry that tradition on for you. One of the things that came up was was Eric talked about about Charles Harris, and there's some consternation um, that has grown and, and has been reflected in, in the social media here about what's going on with James Houston. Oh, is this a sign that James Houston isn't good? Don't read it that way. That's not what Eric was saying. That's not what, what the Lions are saying. James Houston is a premium pass rusher. Doesn't mean he's a premium full-time player, and I think when, when you're gonna you're gonna see in the preseason, you're gonna see them try 
James Houston on more rundowns. You saw it, you saw it a little bit at the end of the year. Did it a little bit in the in the Packers game uh, and the Bears game or Vikings game at the end of the season, where they. But he is a guy, and his own college coach from Jackson State, Deion Sanders, now at Colorado, um, told him flat out. You can you can watch the interview. We had to write it. Watched it. He told him, "Son, you are not a linebacker." You are not an NFL linebacker. You're not even good enough to start at Florida at linebacker. But if you rush the passer, you're going to play a long time in the NFL. I'm paraphrasing Dion here, and I won't. I won't even try to do prime because prime prime is special <laughs> in its own way. Uh, it's, it's great. He's great for college football. Like much like Jim Harbaugh, college football is better for having Dion Sanders in it. Um, but James Houston isn't going anywhere. He might not be your full time player. Charles Harris is more experienced. He's better at a lot of the other things aside from the pass rush from what James Houston is. Now, James Houston is going to be working at these things. Things like dropping into coverage. Things like setting a hard edge on the run so that your outside corner or your slot corner or your linebacker off-ball linebacker can loop around you and make a play in the backfield. Those are things that James Houston just doesn't offer you yet. Charles Harris does, or does at a better level. He does that at a better level than Julian Okwara. He does it at a better level than than Romeo Okwara, for that matter. Uh, and the real loser to me in all of that, if if you want to call them losers, I prefer non-winners, honestly, because nobody's nobody, if you make it to the NFL, you're not a loser. But the non-winner at that position and the guy to watch and the guy that I would mark as not being in Detroit long is Julian Okwara. It, it, it just hasn't happened for him, whether it's injuries that dogged him back even in Notre Dame um, or the lack of development as either a dynamic pass rusher or a guy who can play full time, set the edge. Um, it just it, it, it hasn't happened for him to the level that he's competitive with his older brother, Romeo, who's healthy or John Kaminsky on the other side because they brought they brought the commission back. He's great in that role invaluable to the team in that role. Josh Pascal from last year is ahead of him on the depth chart. And that's a guy that we, Eric and I didn't talk about it, but Josh Pascal is a, another guy. They saw a lot in him and he didn't get an off season to prove it last year. He came out of Kentucky. He was injured. Uh, he finally got on the field and got injured again uh, in training camp, got on the field at the end of the season and did very well, was one of the catalysts for the defensive resurgence of the lions at the end of the season. He's going to play, folks. Uh, might not be a full-time starter or full-time player, but he's going to play as well. And that means that somebody is the odd man out, and it sure looks like it's Julian Okwara right now. We'll, we'll find out more. I, the pads go on, hopefully tomorrow, uh, and we'll have a much better idea of what they can do because watching defense play is one of the reasons why I, I didn't feel like I missed a lot in missing the first few days of camp. They can't tackle. Um, they can't go full speed on the lines. Uh, and one of the things that you really can't evaluate is how well they, they tackle, how well how aggressive they are. You know, it's great to get to the point of attack, but can you bring them down? Because we remember some Lions linebackers of past years and edges of past years that could get there, and then they'd be roadkill. They get stiff armed to the ground by the likes of Adrian Peterson and Matt Forte and uh, Amon Green going back that far. Uh, we're we're hopeful that that's not going to happen. So that. Don't read the love of the coaching staff in Charles Harris as a negative towards James Houston. That's that's not what it is. It's much more about him learning 
from Houston how to be more like a well-rounded player and not just a pass for a specialist. And if he's just a pass for a specialist, comes in, plays 25, 30 reps a game, gets you eight and a half to 10 sacks, and that's very realistic for him. He did it last year, barely playing. That's good. You get that from a fifth-round pick? Heck yeah, man. Give me more of that. More, 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 more. So that, 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 that's one of the things that came up. The other one, um, and this came up because I talked bad about Graham Glasgow. And uh, again, we talked about injuries earlier in the show. Injuries are the reason why Graham Glasgow struggled. He suffered, and, 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 I, I know because he was out of sight, out of mind playing for the Denver Broncos in 2021. Towards the end of that season, he suffered a gruesome leg injury. It was really bad. There was talk of amputation. That's how bad it was. He did not recover physically well enough last year to be a quality NFL lineman. Also, Denver wasn't very good. They had a mobile quarterback who improvises. That that didn't help him out at all. But his, his range in movement was severely curtailed, and it showed in his play. He's hopefully healthier now. Um, from what I saw, very limited uh, in June, he looked better. Uh, looked like he was going to be good, but he's he's getting first team right guard reps. And and as Eric Schlitt from Pride of Detroit told us earlier today, that's that's part of the plan. That's part of the competition. Um, he was promised a chance to do that, and he's getting it. That's a good thing. Means that he's going to earn it. Or if Halapulavati Vitai is back and healthy. He's going to have to earn it. It's not going to be given to him. These are good team problems. This, this is something we, we harped on in the Detroit Lions podcast, uh, which I co-host. We did it last night. We did a live show. Check it out on YouTube. Please, it's fun. Um, and we were fairly clean last night, too. Um, we probably got the PG-13 rating and not the NC-17, which we often get. But we talked about there's some there was some consternation there about Brian Branch not playing right away and Jack Campbell possibly not starting right away. The idea that your second-round pick doesn't have to be an impact starter right away, folks, that's positive. There's nothing bad or wrong about that. That's what the good teams have. You don't have to uh, – I'll use N'Kobe Dean as an example. I believe he was a third-round pick, but there was there were people there were people in Detroit who wanted him instead of Aiden Hutchinson as the number two overall pick. I think he played 11 snaps last year for the Eagles. You know what? Doesn't mean he's a bad football player. Doesn't mean he was a miss. It means that they're a really good team and they didn't have to force a rookie into the lineup who might not have been ready. You're going to get that this year with the Lions, with Brian Branch, with Broderick Martin, the third rounder from Western Kentucky, who we haven't heard much about because the pads aren't on. What does he do? He anchors against contact. They're not allowed to have contact, so you're not going to hear much about the nose tackle or the defensive line doing much in practice these days until the pads come on. Don't sweat it. Don't fret it. The fact that they have C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the fact that they have a guy like Will Harris who can be a veteran in him, instead of throwing him out there like they had to put Amari Spavay back in the day. like all Oh, God, the names. The names. The litany of bad picks that were rushed onto the field and made even worse. They, that's our collective conscience. That's the same old Lions. That's not what we're doing with here. This this team has moved on. You watch what the Baltimore Ravens do. They draft guys, and you don't hear about them for a year. And all of a sudden, they're good. 
Eagles did that with Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean is going to play a much bigger role for the Eagles this year. You know what? I think he's probably going to do a pretty darn good job at it. In part because he didn't get rushed onto the field in a high-stress situation on a team with playoff expectations. Sometimes rookies can wilt under that. This is a great thing that Brian Branch isn't going to be starting. It doesn't mean that he's incapable of starting, but the fact that we don't have to see whether he's capable or not, that's great, man. I love that. Don't don't dog him because he's not starting. Applaud the team. Applaud Brad Holmes. Applaud the scouting staff, with which they just did a lot of internal promotions on. Because it means that they're finding talent and they don't have to rush these guys on the field. That's fantastic. I love it. It's one of the reasons why I'm bullish about this season. One of the reasons why the man who normally sits in this chair uh, thinks that they're going to go 13-4 and four or 14-3. and three. Um, I can't make that leap, but I'm not going to fault anybody that, that does. It's uh, it's very realistic, and part of that is the depth. You know, another Jack Campbell is another example. He's got they got real competition at linebacker this year. Derek Barnes, for my money, was the most improved guy in the offseason going in at, coming out of minicamp and OTAs. The mental processing and the physical reactions were better than I'd seen him before. Better than I ever saw at Purdue. It looks like the the position change has finally clicked for him. You got Rodrigo coming back. Malcolm Rodriguez, last year's sixth-round hero that he did have to rush onto the field. Guess what? Now he's got to earn that job because Jack Campbell's there. Alex Anzalone's back. They they brought in Jalen Reeves-Maven came back. As much as I don't think he has much of a role on the defense, he's a veteran that you you got to beat out. Like they're, they are prove, they're making the youngsters prove it instead of just giving it to them. That's Dan Campbell, but beyond Dan Campbell, that is Dan Campbell's most famous NFL coach. That's Bill Parcells. That's where that comes from. There's nothing negative about not having to play your rookies extensively early on. If they can, fantastic, great, awesome, makes you better. But the fact that you don't have to expect a guy drafted in the 40s or the 90s or the 110s to have to start and have to be a critical member of your team... That tells you how far this team has come from 2020, 2019. Because those teams, and go back go back to the Martin Mayhew era, when if you were drafted in the fifth round, you were playing. You're on the field, son. You're out there. You are, you are running. You are part of the team that is going to determine the outcomes of games. Not going to get a lot of that. You might if they earn it, but they're going to have to earn it. And I cannot stress to you enough how important that is how great it is. So when I write at Lions Wire this weekend, Brian Branch running with the second team gave up a touchdown to Sam Laporta when he got his first. That's not a bad thing. Remember that. Be back to wrap up the huge show in a little bit. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Elevate your night out at the legendary Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Now open at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Start with the finest cuts of USDA prime beef. Pair that with handcrafted cocktails, signature sides, and Ruth's legendary hospitality, and you've got yourself one incredible night. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse has arrived. Make a reservation at RuthsChris.com for your incredible night at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. 
Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Bill Simonson here with a message from my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's the new managing shareholder for Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together as one of America's top accounting and business firms. And speaking of business, if you're a business owner, decision maker, Bean Garter has retirement planning services in combination with Dorn Mayhew that can help take a lot of work off of your plate. Third-party administrator for 401k and 403b plans. They plan, document, design, and have maintenance of all plans. They can help you today. Go to BeanGarter.com for more information, annual employer reporting, Form 589-55 preparation and filing, and compliance testing. So let Bean Garter help you with your retirement planning services for your company. Stronger Together now with Dorn Mayhew. You can find out more at BeanGarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Hey, this is Matt Shepard from the Michigan Sports Network. I love summers in Michigan because it means golf season. Now, two things always when I go golfing. I make sure I got my sticks, and I've got plenty of cold, fresh Labatt Blue Light. Whether I've just squeezed in 18 holes or I just want to relax on the patio after a long day, everywhere I go, and I'm serious when I tell you this, I tell people about the smooth, genuine taste of Labatt Blue Light. It's just a great beer. Michigan Sports Network is giving you a chance to win a foursome to Michigan's best courses. Just listen weekdays to the Huge Show and X's and Bros, or just text GOLF to 21,000 to enter. That's GOLF to 21,000. The trip includes two overnight stays and two rounds of golf, all brought to you by my friends at Labatt Blue Light. So grab a Labatt Blue Light the next time you head out onto the course and enjoy the blue skies, because blue is for Michigan summers and great times. Always enjoy responsibly. Copyright 2023 Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All rights reserved. Labatt is a registered U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company. Company LTD. You're listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. Oh, yeah. Lars already keeping the beat. We are wrapping up the huge show across Michigan today. Got one little bit of breaking news that just came in uh, that uh, harkens back to the college football talk we were having earlier. Colorado, the Buffaloes, we just talked about actually brought up Deion Sanders. Uh, he is their new head coach. His son is their new quarterback. They are moving to a new conference. They are leaving the Pac-12 and joining the Big 12, which I think was down to 10. And the Pac-12 had 14. So... <laughs> No, well, with USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12, Colorado is the next domino to fall and leave. They are going back to the Big 12. If you're of a certain age, and I am of that age, 
Colorado was longtime member of the Big Eight back in the day um, with Oklahoma, Nebraska. Um, they're in different conferences now, obviously, Nebraska and the Big Ten um, and a lot of Texas schools and also the SWC. And the SWC and the Big Eight basically merged together and formed the Big 12. And some of the schools get kicked out. Some of those schools are back, University of Houston being one of them. But uh, big news in the college football. And that's that's something... We are moving more and more towards a mega conference or four mega conferences rather than five. This is this is the TV rights and media money and all that coming in, uh, and we're getting there. And it's something that we talked about yesterday on the show um, with Anthony Broom that the NCAA is losing its master grip over college football specifically. And a that's a good thing, and b it's happening quicker than you might expect with all the, the conference movement. Uh, don't expect much movement in the in this general neck of the woods, but you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of it. Want to th- quickly thank everyone. I've been in the in the chair for the last two days. First off, I want to thank Bill Simonson, the huge one, for letting me do this uh, before I, I head over to Detroit and hit Detroit Lions training camp for the next few days and weeks. Uh, thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. I uh, want to thank the guests that I had: Anthony Broom, Clayton Safey, Graham Couch. Eric Schlitt, Brian Perez um, from the Bears uh, talk yesterday gave, gave some great minutes on that. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in and making life better for those around you. Be good to each other out there, folks. It's a tough world, man. It's it's a lot easier to be nice and be kind and be forgiving than it is to be angry all the time. Try and practice that when you get cut off in, in traffic or somebody slights your son or whatever. Live and let live. Be happy. If heavy metal is your choice, do it that way. This is Jeff Risen signing off from the big, from the huge show. Big. Bad. Huge.